Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There is a story for everyone here because every story matters. Welcome everyone to the Storybooks. This is the place to be if you are a lover of stories learning new and interesting things, and if you want to grow abundantly. My name is Jay Phantom, and I believe it's my purpose to help you realize your worth and become the greatest and best version of you possible. I am grateful that you're here today. Now let's journey into the story box together and hear more about whose story will be unboxed today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Storybox. Glad that you guys are here today, especially for all my real estate friends or people that are in sales, because I have a guest that I have no doubt you guys are going to love. His name is Gavin Rubenstein. Now, I have a story behind how Gavin and I connected, which now back in 2019 when I was in real estate, there was a few names that sort of were passed down in the office. Uh, first one being was Matt Steinwade. Uh, part of the McGrath uh, collective and the second person, you know, that you had to sort of watch and see his tactics, his tricks and, you know, how he went about doing his his whole process was none other than Gavin Rubenstein. Now, Gavin is defining a new era of real estate, literally, is an unparalleled commitment to achieve excellence, sees him as one of the most desired property advisors in Sydney, Australia. Across all touch points in client process and team, he's elevating the expectations in service and the commitment to deliver and in turn make one of life's greatest stresses anything but, which is basically buying a property. And I know exactly how that feels in terms of helping people navigate that whole stressful situation, but Gavin does it pretty damn well. And it's Gavin's character, negotiation skills, and refined attitude that takes him and his team to the next level. Having been awarded Ray White's number one salesperson across the state of New South Wales, get this, for 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19, in 2018 and 19, that extended to the entire Ray White group globally, and his first year as a principal, he ranked at the top of the whole group as well. Gavin is forever one step ahead, is uncomprising in his dedication to continually be better than yesterday for the client, for the future, for his team. And this vision is mirrored in the wider Rubenstein group, 
a collective of like-minded operators in drive and delivery, shaping real estate expectations while creating a legacy of ambition, dedication, and perfection. Ah, uh, man, this was a great conversation. I could have spoken to Gavin for ages. I hope this does justice for all of my friends out there that want to level up and become better in their sales uh, or in their career in real estate if you are in that in that career. But for those people that you know want to get a step ahead in life just in general, this is a conversation and a story for you. I think you're going to love Gavin's attitude and his mindset towards really life in general. It's one of my favorite conversations and favorite people to have on the show, uh, just saying that. Um, but if you do get something from this, my friends, please share it around to all your friends and your family, your business leaders, you name it, anyone that you know that could benefit from hearing Gavin's story. Please don't forget before you go to leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to all podcast platforms before you leave. And you can watch the full video now over on YouTube. Links are in the show notes below. But my friends, you all know what time it is. Get excited, get pumped, because we're going to journey into the story box together and listen to the story of the number one agent for multiple years running, Gavin Rubenstein. Damn, that sounds, uh, that intro sounds a lot better than I actually am. So I appreciate that for, you know, for shouting it out. Thank you. You're, you're more than welcome, man. Like, I think uh, your, your your achievement kind of speaks for itself. Honestly, um, you're, you're quite well known in the, in the industry, um, which yeah. I'm very, very excited to actually dive into in just a moment. But you've actually listened to one of my episodes, I believe, which is the Ryan Serhan one. And so you know, vibe, what, you know what question's coming. <laughs> <laughs> sort of unfair for me, but it's uh, what does success look like for you? I'll tell you when I get there, man. Um, success to me. Success to me is just all-round happiness, I think. Um, and, and, you know, being, being proud of yourself. That's what it is for me. You know, uh, you read out those accolades and um, it sounds all great. And I'm, I'm definitely grateful. I have an attitude of gratitude every single day. Um, you know, but, but ultimately, I'm definitely not at the point where I'm content. In fact, I would say I'm discontent. And, um, and I'm not at the, the point where I can, I can look back and say, look, I'm, I'm proud of myself because I feel like I've got a hell of a lot kind of more to do. So I think, you know, success ultimately to me looks like you know, my own practice is where I want it to be. The business is where I want it to be. The people and the agents who work with me are at the place they want to be. Um, I've got a beautiful family, some cute kids, a really nice wife that um, that gets me, um, a nice car collection, nice boat in the harbour, and, um, you know, not, not having to worry about... Uh, you know, finances, just, just being in a position of uh serenity mm. <laughs> not asking for too much right <laughs> <laughs> no man like i'm always curious about okay so you got all this stuff you know you got the the nice you know the nice boat the nice car collection which i think a lot of people are actually jealous of <laughs> um but what are some things outside of all that that actually make you happy well it's like i said to you um well, that's what I'm chasing, right? That's, that's, 
that's kind of the and, and it's a combination of it's not just material like you know i grew up in a family where there was a lot of love a lot of love and we never went without you know my parents gave me a very very good education almost you know killed my father in the process because he got himself in a lot of debt mm-hmm. um but you know we there was always this 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 thing about about money you know and not having enough of it and it really restricting lifestyle in fact my parents had no lifestyle there was not you know they would never even go out for dinner because they couldn't afford to 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 eat out so that's kind of the vibe i grew up with um and you could say i mean maybe i, I just have been surrounded or my eyes were open to the opposite of that through private school education mm. um which which i would say potentially you know created a created a fire in myself um you know that burns to make sure that that i'm not in that position you know so that when i have a family there's no there's no financial burden there's no lifestyle burden um you know and so that's why i always say i i i'm 33 years old uh i'm single not in a relationship uh and and i i won't be in one anytime soon because until i'm in a position of you know being able to provide for that family at the level i want to provide for them at you know i won't i won't pull the trigger mm. so tell so me it's a combination like it's de- it's definitely not all material but you know big 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 part of it is um you know just following passion you know and i have passion about certain things and some of them happen to be material and a lot of them don't you would notice i said um a big piece for me is watching the people in my business grow um and develop their own business which i've had my doors open for you know coming up to 2 years and watching their progression as practitioners and building their own team and putting them in a position to allow themselves to have more better lifestyle be happier attain more is is a huge driver for me so there are many many things that kind of kind of fall into the pot that for me is is success yeah and i i don't know if if it's ever attainable i actually think it's for the sort of personality i am anyway just a just a constant journey um and and ever evolving mm. i want to touch on how you mentioned that you help your agents get to the goals that they have set for themselves in just a moment like how you actually go about doing that um but i'm curious about how you grew up like you mentioned that your father almost killed himself to put you through school no 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 that definitely didn't almost kill him he did uh, but he went he went through he went through periods of like um you know definitely uh, i would say depression yeah. uh he was never on any medication or anything like that but but to me it was depression to me it looked like depression because mm. financially he was in a lot of debt he was in a, a a hole that he couldn't quite get out of purely because you know he was trying to trying to pay private schooling education right mm. very similar to how i grew up as well my dad had to almost break his back just to put us through school so very similar mm. sort of mindset around money too like we didn't have much growing up i mean my dad you know he had to work two jobs just to put food on the table sometimes mm. so there's always a stigma around i think it's kind of kind of like tall poppy syndrome around how we yeah. receive money how we view money but I'm mm. curious about what was the biggest lesson that you learned from either your parents like your mum or dad my biggest lesson from both of my parents was work mm. you know was work ethic like both of my parents worked hard yeah both of them 
And my mom had certain things she did, which she worked hard and she had the business she provided for the, for the home. She took care of things on that front. Um, you know, she was involved in the beauty industry. My father, on the other hand, was just a grinder. Like he was just early mornings. The guy was in the gym and he would just like, I would just remember he'd come home late, try to have dinner with us. And then he'd go back to work just to, just to catch up on everything that he, he kind of was behind on. Um, and uh, I mean, that's kind of like, I just grew up watching both of my parents grind, watching them work. And so that just, that just innately to me is mm. a breeze. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause I grew up watching them do that. Like they taught me a lot of good things because they're both incredible people, mm. you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way, but um, yeah, the main thing is like, is work, work ethic. Definitely. Were you good in school? Like, did you struggle at all? Absolutely, abso- absolutely horrible. I was shit. Yeah. I completely failed the HSC. Um, you know, my mum in the last year of school would like spend, mate, the whole year crying about me. You know, she was so worried. She's like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Um, I I just had zero interest in it, man. Like, I, I, my, I had no passion for it. Mm. And I think that... Um, you know, you, you, I've been lucky enough to find my passion early on. Like I've been in this gig now since I was 20, like I said, I'm 33. So I've been 13 years at it. And I think, you know, I think that's a rare thing for someone to find their passion because that's, that's probably the most important aspect of it. I found a passion in this business um, and, and the rest is kind of history. Did you ever think that you would be where you are today? Looking back when you were 20, when you first started? Uh, yeah, I did. I definitely like, definitely could see, um, you know, people who were dominating this industry and, um, and, and, um, it gave me confidence when I would see kind of who was dominating this industry that, um, I could do it. And that's not an arrogance thing. I think there's such a, a fine line between, you know, arrogance and confidence, but just my mentality and the way I'm built when I, when I would study these guys and when I started, I would study people at the top of their game and, and um, I'm not good at much, but, but one of the main things that, that is one of my few strengths is the ability to adapt and the ability to learn. I'm like, this is my, my thing. I love to, to learn and I can I have an eye for detail so I can pick things up and, and evolve pretty quickly. And so whenever I had an interaction with them or, or start to really unpack their business from afar, you know, I just got more and more confident that, you know, here's my plan and every single day my actions are going back towards my ambitions and, you know, eventually I'm going to get there. Um, and look, it's not, it's been far from smooth. It's been far and I'm still learning. I'm learning today more than I've ever learned before, mm. you know, but um, I definitely, I definitely always, always, I always knew it was going to be good, you know, particularly after I started to get some wins at a very young and early stage of, of my career. I always compare like my mentality. I don't know if you've ever seen that picture. You got like a little pussy cat and he's looking into the mirror and he sees like a lion. Yeah. Like if there's a, if there's a metaphor for my mentality from a, from a, from a young age, I'm not just talking now. Um, yeah. Um, and probably thank my mother for that. Right. Because she just kind of showered me in love from the beginning and always, always was, was positive with me. Um, with, with regard to, to pretty much everything, you know? Um, so, so yeah. That uh, adaptability uh, mindset, being able to adapt in any, any situation, is that innate within all of us or can it be taught? 
I think I think some are I think some are better at it than others. I think um, you know I think work ethic can be taught. I think um, skills can be taught. I think even discipline, structure, consistency can be taught, and that's purely because. Like if I look at myself when I was um, at school, I was the most undisciplined, unstructured, inconsistent kid in school. You know, like we would we would get on holidays and I would sleep till like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like that was the sort of guy I was. You'd walk into my room and it was just so messy. Like my mum used to be scared to go into my room versus now if there's like, you know, a sheet out of place on the bed, we got real problems. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so I think for me, what what I did have was this this innate ability to to learn, right, and to 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 adapt. Um, and I think, like I said before, in the early stages, when I started to win and 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 get a couple of those under my belt, I started to get very intrigued. And then that was like a log on the fire. That was the passion for the game, and it just grew and it grew and it grew. And I started to understand that if I wanted to take it to, you know, particular levels, that I was, you know, determined to take it to. There were certain things I was going to have to do, and that included structure, that included discipline, that included consistency. And so I had to force myself and teach myself, you know, all of those things because the end goal was was my priority. And I wanted that and still want that just as much as, you know, I want to breathe. And so um, you tend to develop kind of a habit of doing the things you don't necessarily enjoy doing to get the things, you know, that you want. Um, and I'm a metaphor for that, man. I, I truly believe that, right? Because was my brother, as an example, who's closest person to me, like he is a super disciplined individual. Like, you're talking, he had the Guinness Book World Record for most amount of muscle-ups. He served in an elite unit in the Israeli army. He's got a degree, a master's. He's commodity traded for 10 years, did well in his agency. Like he he has just a, you know, a natural ability to be disciplined, and I don't. So, you know, I think anyone who wants it bad enough can can implement those skills, you know, in order to, to get it. Mm, that's good advice, man. And does that sort of... Like getting the, you mentioned getting small wins here and there. Does that sort of help build your confidence at all? In the early stages, like you've got a picture if you're 20, 21 years old. Um, and, and I came into this this business like quite a, I was just, I was a, I was a softie when I started this game. <laughs> you know, I, I, was a sen- I, was a, I was a sensitive little soft kid. But you know what they say is, if you swim with sharks long enough, you end up becoming a shark, right? And and the market I work in, you know, and the kind of volume that I deal with and the the the, the areas I guess I, I sell property in, I'm swimming with the sharks every single day. And that's not just clients, that's competitors as well. It's it's cutthroat, it's lucrative, it's the most you know, some of the most expensive real estate um in the world. So um it's like I say, I mean, if your if your why is, is is big enough, you'll you'll do what it takes to get there. Was there ever a moment for you that you doubted yourself? Oh, look, I mean, I doubt myself every day. I think, you know, <laughs> early on, that's the truth. Like early on, um, getting the wins was important to build my confidence. But today, with regard to where it's at, um, I've just become really great at losing. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to portray myself as anyone who is special or naturally gifted or has a secret source because 
that 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 definitely 100 is not the case but like i say i i learned that um you know when things were, were tougher i'd become better and i learned that um when one door closed another one always opened and i learned that um you know things aren't always as bad as they seem things are also not always as good as they seem you know and i learned that that over time the really really people who are great at what they do um have the ability to lose really well because it's one of those businesses you know that is an absolute emotional roller coaster you were saying before you had a bit of experience in it yourself this game will take you and i say it all the time to the heights of exhilaration to the depths of depression in like an hour in like an hour you can experience all those kind of emotions and so where a lot of people fail is they can't take the the punch in the mouth they can't take the slap in the face they can't take the metaphorically i'm speaking you know they can't take the loss they lose or they they miss and then they get caught in this this rigmarole of continuing um attraction of of bad things and losses and they just dig the hole deeper and deeper and deeper and you know i i've developed a, a mindset just because of going through it and paying attention to the pattern of you know when it gets harder i i go harder you know when it becomes more difficult i i know what's going on and understand and appreciate let this energy flow in that way as long as it needs to because there will be a time and point it will turn for the positive and every single time um you know if you keep at it if your intentions are genuine if if your work ethic is there you know it it always does i i like saying when i first started in real estate i was um i think i was like 20 22 23 thereabouts um so i'm 24 now so i'm still really young wow you're young man i was heaps young man like and my it was literally like okay you're either gonna sink or swim and i i sank so much like it was this non-stop sinking but then i say that is the best place to be because then you are building strength so then you can swim eventually like i think sinking is the, the best part of the the whole experience of life in general because then you're you're building resilience you're building yourself you're improving you're moving forward um that's what i loved about it it was like this this constant when i got my first sale massive win in the second sale i was utter depression because i almost lost it like yeah but then you you picked yourself back up and you realize hang on a minute this is all part of it like if Hundred percent. Well, they say that. Um, I love that quote that a, a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor. You know. So, like, I, I, I'm naturally attracted to the challenge of it, to the, you know, to the to the process, and and you know, take confidence in just always learning. Because when you go through those periods, I, I, I know. I don't believe. I know that's when you learn the most. The key is paying attention at those times to figure out. You know, what can I learn from this? And you, I mean, you can put me in a dark, dark, dark place anywhere. And I'm the sort of person who's going to find a light somehow, you know, some way, um, positive approach and, and, you know, positive mindset always. And and that makes a difference, I believe. hundred percent, man. Has it always, do you believe that there is such a thing as an unsellable property? Fuck no. <laughs> Tell me about that. Why not? Um, you can give me anything anywhere. I'll sell it for you. You know, you, you, you know, 
So long as you have certain certain factors on on your side. I mean, if someone put me into the impossible situations, you got twenty four hours to sell this. Well, it depends. Like, is it is it is it a life or death situation? I could probably <laughs> sell it. Like I say, you know, I think there's always a road. I think there's always an angle. The key is you just got to find it. And if you can't find it, build it and, and travel down, right? But um, no, no, I, I do believe, I, I don't believe there's an unsaleable property anywhere, no. My, there was one particular story that my boss actually said that there was a property that we we're going to sell. It was quite unsellable. It had every bad thing about it and I didn't, I didn't give up. And I say this actually, uh, the worst piece of advice he ever gave me or I've ever been given in my life has been don't waste your time on a dead duck. And yeah. I was like, basically he's saying to me, uh, give up. Don't, don't even bother spending my time trying to sell this property because it's not going to really sell at all or spend mm. my time on something that is quite easier to sell rather than this. But, you know, if I hadn't, if I had have listened, if I had have given up like he told me to, then I wouldn't, wouldn't have, have done it. it. I wouldn't have sold it. And I wouldn't have had the great relationship with the kind of couple that bought the the property. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's that sort of, that sort of mentality that you've got to have in, in the game. And I appreciate your one, 100%. Um, Positivity pays, man. Positivity. Not, I'm not talking, don't be delusional. No. Right. I mean, there's some people like, you know, delusion, the grandeur, like don't be delusional, but, but, there is definitely a difference between an optimist and a pessimist mm. um, or someone who's positive or has a positive approach versus someone who's negative and has a, a, a negative approach, I, I think, anyway. Mm. What has been the worst piece of advice you've ever received? The worst piece of advice? Um, I, I, I don't know. I just – I think – the fact that I can't answer that question demonstrates how I pay attention to the things that I want to pay attention to and completely disregard and move forward from the things uh, that I don't. Um, some bad advice I've been given. Um, I can't even think of it. I, I cannot think of it, you know? That's probably a good thing. <laughs> I think, I, keep, keep it I that think so. Yeah, I man. think so. I think so. But but there's been lots. There's been lots, and um, you know, I think I think definitely um, I'm I'm open to opinions and I'm open to advice um, always. And uh, you know, I've I've taken a lot along the way. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot, but but nothing that really just sticks in my mind. That's all right, man. That's totally fine. When when has been a, a moment for you that you least expected something big to happen, that something big has happened that has given you a renewed perspective on your life? It's a good question. Um, so like a, a turning point, I would say, you know, for me was um, – early on in my career, Ray White holds these annual awards, right? You know, you talk about um, the awards uh, earlier on here when, when you made the introduction, a very kind introduction that you made. Um, I, I think I just by chance ended up getting, I think second or third year into it, number 10 for the state. And I didn't think I, didn't think I was going to 
get any placing at all. And and probably someone who was in the top 10 dropped out and that's how I got in, you know, because it was so early on. But anyway, I got in. And I remember um, at that point of my career, I ended up sitting down with my 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 only staff member at the time who was on just as a, a contract basis. So I would just pay him for appraisal. He would get me and, um, you know, it was, it was pure performance-based, no salary. And I had said to him, you know, if, if second or third year in, we can get number 10 placing at, at this age, like number one's not out of reach. Like I want number one and we're going to make sure that everything we do from this point forward is with that in mind. We're going to, we're going to try and have that, that mindset and approach in our practice. And um, that was probably more motivating to me than like, you know, the number one positions Mm. Um, and then, you know, next year, number one, and then held it for eight years consecutively. So, you know, we talk about pivotal moments in career. You talk about life. My career has been my life for a very long time. Um, you know, which to some people is going to be sad and, and respect their opinions on that, but it's horses for courses. And I made a decision, you know, very, very long ago that I wanted to, to be one of the best, if not the best, um, in, in this industry. Um, and I've just committed to it like that ever since. And I've got, got a lot of space to go, as I said, kind of earlier on, but we're working hard at it um, every single day, right? I have no doubt that there would be agents listening to this right now that would probably have a similar mindset, like, oh, I want to be number one. I want to get there. I want to be where you are at right mm. now. What do you believe separates a good agent compared to a great agent like yourself? One word, consistency. Mm. you know there is <laughs> i always say real estate agents are consistent with being inconsistent <laughs> yeah. you know and it's 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 the truth it's the truth and, and one of the the, the problems or, or reasons for that is that most people in the business cannot handle the freedom that we have so you know we don't have nine to five we don't have set hours we don't have essentially a boss telling us what we have to or don't have to do if you're a standalone agent, right? And you see it everywhere. Like I, I came up in the Double Bay office, which is supposed to be like the mecca of real estate in Sydney, mm. Double Bay, you know. Um, but but agents even there with high value property, none of them could keep it consistent. It was like boom, 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 one year that have a really good run, irrespective of the market, irrespective of what the market was doing, because people always need to buy, people always need to sell. There's always trade going on in these areas, right? There was just not, there was very, very few people who were consistent. And, um, you know, one of the things I said after winning number one for the first time to Jerome, who, who you know, is still working with me today, heads up property management here at my, my new office, Ray White TRG, was, all right, now we've got to get it again. Mm. And then we got it a second time and I'm like, all right, now we just got to hold it. Now we've got to do what very few agents actually have done or have had the, the ability to do is keep this consistent. Um, and that's why we, that, that was our championship. Like we just so ferociously worked towards maintaining that level of consistency. And if you have a look at kind of all of the, the really top tier 1% agents in the country, and, and there are not a hell of a lot of them, there are a few, um, They've just been consistent. They've just been consistent. And, um, you know, that that has never wavered. If you picture kind of 
real estate like a mountain with no with no top, right? But everyone's kind of rushing to get to the top. You got people who start at the bottom, right? And they move at all different paces. Mm. Okay. Some go a lot harder and a lot faster than others. Some even work out kind of different routes and different ways to climb, which expedites. Sorry. Um, my clients get aggressive when I can't reach me on the phone. They call me on WhatsApp. <laughs> um, and, and some of them work out different routes, you know, and, and avenues to expedite kind of their journey. But if you picture it's it's you never really reach the top. In my view, it's it's what I love about this business is you are always learning and it humbles you every single day. You're always getting better. You're you're always evolving. Um, you know, this is why you see guys who are like 40 in the business you know, riding less than guys who are like 25 in the business. Cause although 40 in terms of time have been climbing the mountain, the younger guys been going at a much more aggressive pace. doesn't matter if it's been for less, but he ends up catching him and surpassing him, mm. you know? And so it's these guys who have been going at this aggressive pace constantly since day one, they've never slowed down. They just keep climbing that mountain and evolving every single day, getting better at their craft learning about these new angles and avenues to expedite their journey. And they keep getting higher and higher and higher. And, you know, that, that makes sense in a simple way, I hope. But obviously the guy who, who, you know, every single day consistently puts in the work, consistently looks at his craft, consistently evolves, consistently learns, is going to be further along than the guy who's like, well, I'm going to take a week off here and I'm going to have one day off there. And, um, you know, I might have an off year here and I'm not going to be so focused on doing better than you know this year than i did last year you know and they'll drop away um and that's that's how i view this game i love it man i have a saying that i think you might like which is be persistent to remain consistent of the things that you want for me consistency is the flow on effect of when i am persistent and i don't give up i, I learned Correct. that i, I learned that uh 2019 and i've i have followed through each and every time and it's worked each and every time so True. Yeah. Persistence for me, man. And then consistence uh, or consistency, whatever you want to want to use. Um, and never, never giving up like is, is probably the other very, very important piece because along your journey, along that mountain, you're going to slip many a times and you'll go backwards. And it's, it's just having that correct that having, having that ability not to let, not to fall to the bottom mm. not to fall to the bottom. Like I, like I said earlier on, that's the problem most people have. They get, they let loss consume them. Um, whereas the good ones really, they make loss and they make rejection and they make missing like their best friend. Mm. Uh, and that makes a, the world of a difference in this business. I've become accustomed to rejection. Look, it depends on what you do, right? But for, mm. for this game, and I can only talk about this game because I'm pretty useless at, at most other areas or aspects in life, if I'm completely honest. Uh, um, you just got to, you got to be okay with it. And, and not a lot of people are, you got to be cool with it. You can't take it personally. Um, you just got to understand it's, it's part of the play. hundred mm, percent. I got another saying that I think you might like real quick. These, these mm. are my five P's that I live by. So if you want mm -hmm. to improve your life, use these. So it's mm -hmm. persistently practice prayer with patience and perseverance, and you will get through, you will level up and you will improve your life. 
love that. And I love the prayer a bit too. I think belief is is a very, very important factor. You know, whatever religion you are, I think that's that's an aspect, you know, that that's important. It relates to all religions, if whatever denomination, hundred percent faith. Doesn't matter. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Man, I got a I got a two more final questions for you, if you don't mind. Uh this is sure, my, sure. my all-time favorite question I ask everyone at the end. You heard me ask it to Ryan. So I'm going to ask it to you. Hopefully you've had some preparation time. <laughs> uh, no, I never prep. I just like it to be natural. So I don't actually know the question you're going to ask. I like it. So this is my my kind of like my legacy question. It's a hypothetical one. So I want you to imagine with me for a moment that you've been able to reach the age of 100. All your friends and your family have decided to put together a film for you of everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done, then ask me how in the world they got it all. <laughs> we'll call it magic for the sake of argument. But they've been able to yeah. get it and show it to you on your 100th birthday. What do you want that film to say and to show about your life? Um, this kid was, was an impressive individual. Mm. Do you feel like anything's missing in your life currently? I don't feel like anything's missing in my life currently. I, I'm in a very good balance point of my life at the moment, probably the best it's ever been. You know, the older I get, the more just in tune with things I get. And um, I'm, I'm really liking the flow of where, where it's all at today. And, the prospect of what what the future is is suggesting. So, right now, absolutely nothing is is missing from my life. I don't believe that. No. Mm. And if you were to, this is another hypothetical one, but if you were to ask a question to anyone alive or dead, who would you want to ask a question to? Why them? And what question would you ask them? Oh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> oh, look, with with that question, and, and he's alive. Um, would be Mike Jordan, mm. you know, um, Save the Last Dance documentary, just the best TV I've, and content I've ever, ever seen. I watch it, you know, once a month at minimum. I haven't watched it for a couple of months and I'm like actually saying, God, I've got to find the time to sit down and just, it just no matter how many times I watch that, it just inspires me because I relate to to that that sort of mentality just so much. Um but but the question I would kind of ask him, I'd have to think hard and fast. Do I only get one question or do I get like some time to have a conversation? <laughs> you can have a conversation if you want, but if there's one sort of like burning question you've always wanted to ask him, sort of like based on the last dance and his career that you sort of followed, which one would come to mind? Probably on reflection, what do you think was the most fundamental aspect of your mental that, underpin the person who you were back in the championship days it's mm. a good question mm. i think a lot yeah of and it, cha- it, it it changes right it'd be different if he was answering that question at that age i think it'd be different when he answers it now um but yeah no extraordinary um documentary very motivating Love it, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. Look for no, the conversation since you said yes <laughs> and even before yeah, that. Yeah. Um, where can people find you, connect with you and, and learn more about you? you got a podcast as well. 
Um, correct. I do. So it's, it, it's nice. I like, I like always quizzing people. So I haven't done one myself in a while. So it's been nice to chat to you too. Um, you just find me on G underscore Rubenstein at G underscore Rubenstein. And, um, you can see everything there. Love it, man. Well, thank you once again for sharing a little bit about your story. I did have many more questions for you, but <laughs> we'll have to do a part two later on. But thank you so much for coming on the Storybox podcast, man. Appreciate you, brother. All the best. really don't like this part because it means that sadly we have come to an end of yet another story. I just want to say thank you to all of you for tuning in and listening to our guest today. It is my prayer that you would have felt inspired, motivated, challenged in some way, and that you would have learned something new as well. If you would like to hear more amazing stories like this one, you can do so now by searching up the story box on all podcast platforms. It is that easy. And if you did get something from today's guest, please do share it around with your friend or family member who you feel could benefit from hearing today's story. And before you go, I greatly appreciate it if you could spend 30 seconds leaving a rating review over on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to reaching more people and building this community of the Storybox. Let's start changing lives through powerful stories like this one you heard today. Your support is always greatly appreciated. Until next time, when we dive back into the story box, I'm Jay Phantom, and don't forget, your story is worth more than you know. I'll catch you then.